Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. Super excited to be joined by the one and only Joe Pass, who is marketing associate at Marginal Revolution University, as well as another Praxis alum. We've been interviewing a few Praxis alum to share this mindset that we are in joint mission to share with the world, meaning Crash and Praxis are on the same page about showing, not telling, proving your ability to create value using projects and pitches to win opportunities. So Joe is really fun and unique. If you look at his website or you look at his Crash profile, Crash.co slash Joe Pass. He's got a little bio on there, and I'm just going to read that. It's Joe believes even the smallest act can drastically improve someone's life. Drawing from a wealth of experience ranging from teaching music in Detroit to chopping down trees in South Dakota, Joe's work is people focused and consistently among the best. Whether he's writing an article, making a sale, or coming up with another great idea, you can count on Joe to deliver consistent, high quality, and unusually empathetic work. And so Joe's got this going on, this sort of brand that's really un- unique, genuine, authentic, and we're going to flesh that out. So, so Joe, tell us about this decision to kind of talk about chopping down trees in South Dakota. How does that relate to your ability to prove your value in the marketplace? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me on, first of all. The reason I included that sort of thing, so so and in, and in other, there's a section on my website called About Me, and it's sort of a collection of interesting facts about myself. So the one that people have gravitated toward is I have a little anecdote about how much I like the cold, and I like cold places. And people are like, that's weird. And the reason I do that is because I want people to say, that's weird. I'm interested in that. I wonder what else is up with this guy. Uh, the other reason I do that is specifically the tree chopping thing um, is because I want to show people that I have a diverse background and that I'm not afraid to do things that are either uncomfortable for me or sort of strange. And I think that's a valuable skill to have and that it signals adaptability and a lot of what you do, especially when you're starting out in your career, you need to be adaptable. Uh, you are going to be doing stuff that you didn't expect to be doing, especially if you're hired at your first job um, and you're sort of doing the grunt work. Uh, I think signaling that adaptability and that um, that sort of drive to just do whatever comes your way happily and with a good attitude, I think that's really important for people to see. Yeah. So out of my own curiosity here on your on your website, one of the bullet points here is the first major purchase I made with my own money was an iPod Nano in 2009. The second major purchase I made with my own money was a box of Cubans from the guy behind the library also in 2009. So obviously it's it's slightly humorous. And like you said, it makes you interesting. It shows you're interesting, but there's, is there anything else you're signaling with that one? Yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even remember writing that. Uh, so I, Thanks to past me for being pretty funny. When you're going into a role like marketing, what you need to understand is that a lot of marketing 
can be pretty similar. And I abhor templates, uh, patterns and stuff like that. I like to be unique and I like to be creative. And I think writing something that sort of sets people off kilter and is also funny. That's the key is you have to hit the tone, right? So you can put in a bunch of like random jokes and stuff in your bio or in your copy or something, but if it doesn't really land, it's going to turn people off more than make them interested. So my approach is sort of, I write, I write something, I look at it and I say, how would I react to this if I didn't know myself, if I were a complete stranger? And if it's still funny to me then, then I'm like, okay, this is good and it's going to speak to people and it also reflects my personality. If I don't think it's funny as objectively as I can manage to observe it, then I just cut it out. And it's it's better to be clear and not funny than to be, oh, look at me, I'm so goofy but not actually get your message across or communicate what you need to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, marketing sales, I mean, it's, it's about storytelling, right? It's about connecting with people and it's so refreshing to go to your website and to watch the video, your hire me video, which is also your video for your crash profile. It's creative. You have these different cuts and it's humorous and it's, it's signaling. It's showing that it's revealing that you are, a human being that you have personality that you're someone that people want to work with. I mean, one of the misconceptions and the typical mindset in job hunting is it just be professional, just show your credentials. And what people really need to understand is no, no, no. All companies are people too. Every hiring manager, recruiter, CEO, etc., wants to work selfishly, you know, wants to work with interesting people. That's going to be in your favor. Of course, you need to show your specific skills, like you're talking about. Be clear first, then funny. Um, but there's so much power into just showing your authenticity and, and your personality and your humor, because that's a, an everyday part of being on the job and working with other people is is connecting with those colleagues. Um, and also, you what you did in one of these was talking about you've traveled to dozens of national parks, and you said. This extensive travel taught me to keep taught me to keep my mind open as I deal with others. So again, you're you're showing your soft skills. Hey, I have an open mind and I know how to connect with people, right? Yeah, I think that's really important when you're. I mean, when you're talking about marketing, which is what I do, you're communicating with you. You really at 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 the like a high level, you really don't know how many people you're going to be communicating with. I mean, you have your email list and you're like, okay, I have 50,000 people on the list. We have this many Twitter followers, but you never know where something's going to travel and how far it's going to travel. So I think that experience that I've had traveling like physically all over the country, spending time with people from every, I mean, when I worked at the national park, I was with people in one room. We had 10 countries represented. And I think that experience has really helped me in that I understand, I hope, I think I understand the different points, like a wide array of viewpoints and backgrounds and sort of where people are coming from. And that helps inform the copy that I write and the decisions that I make at work, because at the end of the day, you're not just 
write, you're not writing for yourself. You're writing for other people. And the more you can talk to other people and you can experience other people and what they're actually like and sort of, because it's, it's, it's really easy to get inside your own head and say, I know how to do this. I know what's best for this. I've taken this course. I've been doing this for this amount of time, but you need that extra dimension of others um, before you can really start knocking things out of the park, I think. Yeah. How much better is it to do what you've done, which is show your marketing skills through this copy, through these stories versus I took this course. I mean, it's good to take the course and it's not that there's no value there, but this is really just the epitome of, of show, don't tell. And also this is a great example for anyone listening who's maybe at the beginning of their career or just trying to build a body of work. Think, like, give yourself more credit for the experiences you've had in your life. You could go back what, you you did a lemonade stand when you're 10 years old. What did you learn? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, you, you were um, captain of the volleyball team. What did you learn? What what communication skills did you learn? You, you could write a blog post about that. You could do a video about that. I mean, don't undersell your previous experience, even if it's not a, a, a you know sexy job title, right? The previous experience is just your previous experience in life, whether that's traveling around the country, whether that's playing sports, whether that's working at McDonald's. I mean, there's so much you can extract if you just take a few minutes and reflect on, on the soft skills that you've built through your, the different experiences. So Joe is a great example of that. Now, you went through this practices program, and I'm curious, kind of the preamble to that, what, what ignited you to take this uh, take this fork in your in your road to change into this apprenticeship program and do what most people don't do i originally went to college for music education and jazz performance i was there for uh, this was at the university of michigan i was there for a year and a half and i said i hate this it's taken all of the joy out of making music i would like to do something else and that something else at that time was uh, joining a monastery in the United States. So I packed up all my stuff and I basically traveled around the country to different monasteries and spent time there. While I was doing this, I was also taking classes at a community college. I eventually decided not to join the priesthood or the monastery. And at that point, so that was, that was probably a year after I left school, more like two years actually. Um, but at that point I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. I, <laughs> I dropped out of school, uh, this thing that I was sure I wanted to do. I actually don't want to do it. I have no skills. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just happened to, I, I was really into education policy at that time because I was so turned off from you know, American higher ed specifically when I was in college, I was like, there must be something better we could do. And I was reading on this website, the Alliance for Self-Directed Education, an article by this woman, and I used to know her name and I've forgotten it, but she was writing about this program called Praxis. And she said, oh, I'm on location in Cairo studying my fourth language. And it's because of this program. And I said, I want to see what that's about. So I went to the Praxis website. I read about it. I did some research. I convinced my parents that it was a good move, which 
um, was tough, but they eventually relented. And I applied and I got in. And I believe at the time, <laughs> I don't know if she was being serious or not, but the person uh, I was talking to throughout this process said that I set the fastest time for Praxis acceptance because I was so excited about it. <laughs> um, so that was back in November of 28, no, January of 2018, when I applied i got in in february and then i had a gap because i was i had already planned to go work at a national park and there was very little internet access so i was working there and then i actually started practice january of 2019 um what i did in praxis is the reason i have this job at marshall revolution university i so so it's a, it's a for the people who don't know it's a very small sort of startupy organization there are six of us on the team and we make economic education videos and other materials for teachers and i was hired on as the marketing associate not because of any marketing skills that i had not because of any like oh look at this amazing thing that i did at this job that i had they hired me on the strength of my body of work specifically my blog posts i had at that point somewhere around 200 blog posts in my archive. And they went through those and they were like, okay, this guy is committed to sticking with something. He can, he can stick with something. His writing is really, really good. We think we want to take a chance on him. So I actually went through seven interviews with the MRU and they had, they had an assignment for me that ended up being like 20 pages long. So it wasn't purely on the strength of my writing, but that played a huge part. They would not, they, they told me this, they would not have noticed me or even cared about me had I not had that body of work. And I didn't think it was anything special. I just wrote a blog post every single day about whatever came to mind, uh, whether it was working at the national park, whether it was one of my friends and we had a conversation that day, whether it was something I ate, I just kept it going. And that was enough for them to say, we want to take a chance on this guy. And that was a year and three months ago and I'm still there and I'm really enjoying it. And they like me and I like them. Yeah, man, man, I can't, I can't say it enough. Even if it sounds like a broken record to some people who've been listening to the show, like the, the blogging every day is so valuable and there's so much signaling power there. So even if you just did that for, for two weeks, 30 days, blog every day, all of a sudden you just signaled your creativity, your consistency. I mean, there's, there's so much value there. Um, but rewind, I, I love that you just had this audacity to just to say, I don't want to be in college and just listen to your own instincts rather than, well, I, I have to be in college because that's what most people expect me to do, which is something that's a thought of, of a lot of people. But rather you said, no, 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 I don't like this. So I will leave. And that was the first step. Exit. Don't do stuff you hate. You didn't have a plan necessarily, but you were leaving something you didn't like. So that was making progress actually. And and then you kind of followed your curiosities from there. I mean, you found practices because you were interested in self-directed learning. You found the Alliance for Self-Directed Education. So that's sort of the theme there is just like, don't do stuff you hate and follow your curiosity and, and good things will happen. Um, and by the way, it's just complete side note coincidence. I was at the University of Michigan School of Music at the same time as Joe, but we never met. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. 
yeah, it's just complete coincidence. But um, you're doing the jazz, and I was, I was doing the classical. But, yeah, uh, we were a bit of an insular group. <laughs> that's how it works. So okay, so you get into praxis, and talk talk us about talk to us more about the portfolio building. You mentioned the blog challenge, but what other projects did you do in that boot camp? Or it doesn't have to necessarily have to be in in praxis, but just curious to talk more about this concept of body of work. I know you, one of the um, links you have in your website is this project to a log cabin resort room directory that you made. Talk about just the power of signaling through projects. Yeah. So that was when I was working at Olympic national park. Uh, and that was another thing that I did. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to do this because it's something that I want to do and I'm going to enjoy it and figure it out from there. Um, and I want, I want to say before I start, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are skeptical of the power of blogging every single day. I was once one of you and then it got me a job. So I advise you to at least try it. Anyway, so when I was at the National Park, I worked at Log Cabin Resort and I was hired on as a front desk associate, which meant I ran the cash register and I checked people into their rooms and I stocked the gift shop. But I noticed that our room directory was really bad. Um, it, was, it had a lot of typos. It had a lot of factual mistakes about the park. So I took it upon myself to basically redo the whole thing. I changed all the typos. I updated a bunch of the copy. I corrected some errors, specifically a particularly catastrophic error. Uh, difficult trail was rated as easy and it was like nine miles and somebody rated or somebody listed it as 1.2 miles or something. So that would have been a problem uh, for any guests. So I, I updated all of that and I eventually, I put that into my portfolio and the the only reason that I have that, and it's a, it's a substantial thing. It was like 60 pages or something. The only reason I did that is because I said, hey, uh, I know I was just hired on as a front desk person, but I think I can improve this for you. Would it be okay? I, I, I don't want you to pay me anything extra. I just want to do this and be able to use it in my portfolio. And they were like, yes, please. We don't care what you do with it. But I never would have had that in my portfolio. I never would have that experience too if I didn't just ask. Um, and that's sort of what I learned. For, so this was after I got into Praxis and I hadn't started yet. But I was sort of using those Praxis principles of like the permissionless mindset. And I was like, okay, well, the worst that could happen is they say no if I ask to do this. So I asked and I got it. Um, the other project that I want to talk about with Praxis and this was what I actually did in Praxis is my sales slash marketing project. So when I was in the Praxis program, there were four tracks. You could do marketing, sales, operations, or there's something else that I'm forgetting. Um, but I, I was interested in sales and marketing. I had no experience in either, especially having gone to music school. So I was like, I want my project to really stand out. I'm going to try to sell the unsellable. And I identified edible insects as something that's unsellable. And I did a project where I wrote sales copy. I wrote one piece from an emotional angle and one piece from a quantitative data-driven angle. I scheduled uh, calls with strangers and people that I knew and was like, hey, I'm going to read you this copy. I want you to tell me which one you like better. And 
tell me if you are convinced to try a cricket after after hearing my sales copy. And that was also uh, a really big boost. So I got a few interviews, not with MRU, but with other companies on the strength of that project where they're like, we just love the novelty of this. We love that you took it upon yourself to, to sell something that is so strange and out there. That's another one of those things where like, oh, it gets people's attention without being without turning them off. It's like, oh, this is unique. I want to learn more about this. So that was a really fun project. And that that one too got me um, some action on the interview side. Oh man, that's so fun. And yeah, it just shows, I mean, you don't need to be going through the practice program to start doing these projects. I mean, that's why we created Crash. But just, it takes a little bit of that sort of creative gumption and that intrinsic motivation because no one's, no one's going to assign you a, a project to go create sales copy about this <laughs> cricket, right? Like, <laughs> like if, if you can just, but you can just like pause for, for a few minutes and use your imagination, activate the imagination that you were born with. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and say, okay, how could I create something interesting and valuable to signal my, my value and my interestingness. Right. <laughs> so just kind of ignite that creativity. Um, okay. So I just want you to, to, Real quick overview, some of the your your process using the crash platform because you were doing that to pitch some other jobs back in 2019, mm-hmm. and you you actually inspired me when I was getting started on the crash platform as well. You were doing these pitch decks along with a video, and they were also very fun and creative. But I'm just curious if you can just overview your sort of workflow in your job hunt and the process of researching companies and creating a proposition for them? Sure. Um, It doesn't take a lot of work to do your due diligence on a company. I want to say that up front. I mean, I didn't put zero work into finding stuff out about the company, but it's not like this Herculean task that you need to undertake. I think people think about, oh, well, if I have to personalize every single pitch that I send in, that's going to take me forever. It really doesn't, and the payoff is totally worth it. So what I would do is I would identify a company. I didn't even really care about the role at that point. I was more concerned with where is the company located and am I a good culture fit? So I would look at the company. I would research the company. Of course, I would look at the role as well. That that played a factor. But once I found that the company seemed like something I'd be interested in, I would first... So I don't know if you still do this at Crash, but when we were doing it, you had to make it was sort of a, it was like you said, it was a pitch deck and it was made up of PowerPoint slides. And the first thing I would do is find the company's primary and secondary colors. And I would change my whole color palette on my pitch deck to match that because it's just, it's really easy to do. The second thing I would do is try to identify what made that company unique and try to ape some of their marketing language and some of their their copy, their graphics. So my very first pitch that I made was for a company called Hotel Tonight. And their logo is a bet. So I put on the cover of my pitch deck a enlarged image of their logo of the bed. And then I took my headshot, turned it on its side, and made myself lying in the bed. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and uh I, I unfortunately, I finished it too late to apply to the job, but everybody at Crash was like, that's hilarious. Um, so I tried to take 
their own stuff and sort of turn it around on them and say, there was another one called print for me. And they, their mission statement was basically, you want, we want everything to be clear and we're very upfront. And I said on the first slide, I rule hire me. And then I quoted them. Uh, I quoted that right underneath it. So they knew I wasn't just being like a weird braggadocious person. Like I'm trying to match your company's marketing language. So I went through all that personalization. And then after that, I would record the video. I never used a script. I don't like using scripts because I'm not very good at reading them. So I try to do everything, um, not off the top of my head, but I sort of have a verbal, uh, direction that I'm going in without having anything too scripted. Um, and at the end of it, I had, I don't know, two to three minutes of really personalized, pretty funny, very interesting content that was designed specifically to get me an interview. And every interview that I got, I had like, I don't know, six or seven. And all of them were like, we loved your video pitch we know you don't have the skills that we're looking for, but we wanted to give you a chance, just like MRU, we wanted to give you a chance just based on the strength of that. So putting in that little extra effort of, I want to make sure that this company knows I want to work for this company and I'm not just being perfunctory about sending in a pitch or sending in a resume or something. If they know that you're interested and invested in them, that's the difference that it, or that's the difference putting forth that effort makes. That's what it's all about. Be interested in them. And yeah, on the, on the new evolved crash platform, we have now the option to do either that large, we call it large intro video, which would be, you could create that slide deck mm-hmm. as, along with the video that you did and go that extra mile with, with the, with the graphics and, and the, and the, the slides. Um, also you can just do a small intro video of just your face, but, Whichever way you go, the principles you just you just espouse are what it's all about, which is be interested in them and be creative and be personalized and show interest in in specificity and how you're gonna help that particular company. And that just makes all the difference. So definitely recommend people check out your 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 profile at, at crash.co slash Joe Pass. And um, oh, is there anything you want you want to plug about? sort of MRU and, and what's going on there and, and how's, how is that helping the world? Yeah. So our mission is for everybody, everybody to learn economics. Basically we think that learning economics has the power to help you change the world. Um, because if people understand basic economic principles, I mean, even things like a cost benefit analysis that has its roots in economics. And you can, if you understand the principle behind the cost benefit analysis, you can more effectively actually perform one, um, for example. But our mission, so that's one half of the mission. The other mission is just, we want teachers of economics to have a much easier time doing it. Um, So in addition to our video library, which you can just watch, it's sort of structured like Khan Academy. you watch a video, you take some practice questions, you watch another video, you take practice questions just to reinforce your learning. The other side of it is we make lesson plans, we make curricula for economics teachers. Uh, we have stuff for homeschool teachers, we have stuff for high school teachers, we have stuff for professors. And it's really, it, it all ties back into our mission of 
using economics to change people's worlds and to change the world. Um, so right now we're really focused on our high school audience because it's such a strange time for everybody, but we are uniquely positioned to excel at virtual learning because everything that we do is virtual. I mean, it's all videos and it's all online lesson plans. So that's where we're focused right now. And uh, we're seeing pretty good adoption. We're working with a few different schools. We're working with the state of Virginia to get our curriculum like standardized by the state. So it's going well. Good stuff. Yeah. MRU.org. Yes, that's correct. You'll find all our videos. Yeah, there's another there's another project portfolio project idea. If you're interested in economics, you want to learn that, go watch some of these videos and do some blog posts about what you learned. And all of a sudden you have you're signaling to the marketplace your 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 curiosity and your uh, self self-directed motivation and all that. So all right, thanks so much. Joe Pass, josephpass.com and crash.co slash Joe Pass. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. Like what you hear? Go to crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at isaac at crash.co. 